Alright, welcome back to Rock Hard Caucus. We've got me, Justin. We have Natalie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Evan. Okay. No, I'm bringing we it back. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, when I try to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we are very bad at intros on this show. <laughs> I'm always going to do something you don't expect with the introduction. I know, okay? and then you're going to make fun of me when I'm, like, confused. <laughs> I didn't make fun of you. I just let the the silence linger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually worse. <laughs> it's definitely worse. <laughs> all right, so uh, we are all... Well, how are you guys feeling? I'll, I'll put it that way. How are things going for you? Um, I guess... It's starting to feel like the new normal to be quarantined. So, honestly, since this weekend, I've kind of been in a little bit better place mentally. But, like, physically, just fine. But, yeah, it's definitely fucking scary to be alive right now. But it's getting better for you mentally. Yeah. For the well, time just being. knowing that, that me and my immediate family members are safe and knowing that I my income hasn't been affected, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm secure, and you know, there's definitely a level of like separation between what goes on inside your own household versus like the greater outside world. There has to be a little bit. I feel bad saying that, but you know, well, yeah. you have a little bit of like, okay, but I'm okay. Like, yeah, there's always a little bit of selfishness because you have to survive. I don't know. Yeah, you can't get too guilty about it. Just a little bit guilty. Constantly right. nagging you. <laughs> For being privileged. The American white experience. <laughs> the white liberal experience. Yeah. Just a healthy amount of guilt just to keep you just to keep you from being truly happy. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I'm probably like <laughs> uniquely suited for this because I'm a very solitary person in general and other people tend to just stress me out more, so <laughs> You have left your house a half a dozen times for me. So, let the record reflect that I am so charming that people want to leave their house. Yeah, I mean, if you ask, I'm pretty much there. <laughs> I don't think things have changed like a whole lot since the last time we recorded. And obviously there's really only one thing going on. But <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> it's all the same. I felt like uh I-, I wanted to record an episode because I wanted to hear other human voices. Oh yeah. That's like <laughs> that is one of the things that I'm trying to do. Like every day have an actual voice conversation with someone who isn't a housemate. My yeah. mom. I said, okay, thanks, Natalie. Thanks. A housemate. You've said housemate. it on the show before. I know I have, but but they might not have listened to that episode. <laughs> but they're jumping right in on this one. This is uh, number 24, I think. A good place to jump in. Uh, well, people do have more free time now, so it, it makes sense that this might be some people's first. Uh, Natalie, how how is your family doing? Um, Scout is now at home all the time, um, but I'm not, so haha. Uh. <laughs> I have contact with like one to three people every day at my new job that I love, so I've kept going, um, but Cooper is at home. 
with my daughter and she just watches TV all day long. Um, <laughs> so things are going great here. So she's um, happy about it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I found out this afternoon that a couple of my friends got laid off and that really, really sucks. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, at my old work of Shan Sharenthood, um, <laughs> a bunch of people got laid off because they were already like on such a shoestring budget anyway. It's going to be so bad for nonprofits. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is for regular, like they're already like, oh my God. Mm. So yeah, that really bummed me out. Is Planned Parenthood like providing medical, like, their professionals to like hospitals or anything like that or like is there any sort of program for that i don't know what the um doctors are doing there i know it kind of like depends on the state um right now at least in iowa abortions are not um like a sneaky thing they've they've been doing is sneaking in language in various like state by state bills about coronavirus saying that Mm -hmm. abortions are non-essential like meaning that you are able to delay them. Like they're saying that, you know, you shouldn't be able to do those right now because it's not essential and we need to focus personnel on. Yeah. Which like the longer you wait, the more expensive it is, the more likely there is to be complications or maybe you don't even know. And the more the same people who say it's non-essential will complain about it. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. The closer you get to like a cutoff date where it becomes no longer possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a, and like, you know, the closer you get to that date, the more expensive it is, the more like it just, it really fucking sucks. So, but luckily that isn't happening here. So they're all still working in the actual clinics, but I'll kind of like try to keep in touch with people and see what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. Healthcare goes on and like people continue. I mean, more now, more than ever, kind of like being at home a lot, people need access to plan b and people need Mm, abortions and you know Mm -hmm. is that uh, true for you being home all the time (laughs) that i need plan b and abortions (laughs) (laughs) i do not yeah so far in my experience that's not been too much of a concern (laughs) (laughs) oh poor justin justin (laughs) i can't remember last time we recorded had the university uh announced that they will be online only for the rest of the semester yet i don't think so i no. think that was after uh yeah so i'm looking at not working until i mean optimistically like june <laughs> mm. yeah it's gonna be weird um i just filed for unemployment a few days ago and uh it's a new experience for me it's kind of cool. Like if it if it works, <laughs> yeah, I'll just, dude. If it works, money. yeah, I'll just be getting a check for nothing. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Have either of you ever done that? It's never really been an option for me until now. No, uh, every time I've been laid off, it was because I got fired or because I just st- <laughs> stopped. Well, usually, actually, I got fired usually just because I stopped going. And didn't mm-hmm. tell anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've done so, that so no. many times. I've done it. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> okay. Like when I was like 19, I had a series of jobs like boom, 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 boom. That I would just like stop going to when I decided I was bored of it. <laughs> oh, wow, I think I've only quit a job without notice once. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm a big, big responsible nerd now, but yeah, yeah I used oh, to. I was hella irresponsible up. until like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what jobs have you no called, no showed before? Um, let's see. <laughs> um, I was a caterer at college, so I was like the person who worked like graduations and like big special events and stuff like that. Like we did stuff at the president's house. Stop going to that. Uh, stop going to a job at a telemarketing company. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> well, yeah. The- Ruffalo Cody. If, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll drag them. Um, <laughs> I actually left. Like, it was, I, I was actually, that was like during the summer, but I left. Um, and like the last, the day that I like decided not to go on my last day, it was like also the day we passed out paychecks and I like just didn't get my paycheck and oh. I never went back for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. You got to get your last one. Yeah, well, I never did, and apparently it never went to unclaimed property, which is kind of funny, because I thought that's how it's supposed to work, isn't it? Like, Yeah, the Great so, Iowa yeah. Treasure Hunt. I yeah, looked up right, everyone right. I know in that. Yeah, I'm not on there, so I guess they stole my last week of pay. So, Oh, dude, I'm going to look up Justin and Chuck and see if they have anything. <laughs> I think we both have, have done that for ourselves. Yeah, there's two other ones. I worked at an insurance company. I stopped going. <laughs> wait that's like a real job <laughs> yeah that, that was a real, real job that was a real oh, job I that i had you. for like two years <laughs> No way. <laughs> i'm talking about like Th- that was under job. different circumstances though okay okay that was like they reorganized the entire company and completely took away all my job responsibilities and on top of it forced oh, yeah, me to yeah. work like 15 hours or overtime a week <laughs> jesus so i just Ooh. was like all right i guess you need me more than i need you I'm talking about like I did regular one month stints as as a waitress. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I am absolutely horrendous at it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I was a I was a cocktail waitress at a casino for two months, and you had to wear an outfit and everything. It was what awful. Of, what do you mean by outfit? An outfit. An like outfit. Bo- an outfit. A bustier. Oh, and like geez. little skirt with like it. a sexy outfit yeah exactly so you had to wear it was a black bejeweled uh strapless bustier <laughs> <laughs> and you had to wear high heels and this was at riverside casino yeah and um if you've ever been there it's fucking carpet so right, yeah walking on like walking in heels anyway is awful and then walking on the carpet in high yeah. heels was absolutely horrendous and the thing about cocktail waitressing at a casino is all the drinks are fucking free (laughs) so you don't get tips you don't get tips i mean you're ostensibly like it's a tipped position like you get paid two dollars and 35 cents because you can access tips technically but no one tips you yeah is that still like the tipped minimum wage yeah 235 yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was like four or something, but I might be wrong. Did it go, did it go up in the last couple of years? It might that have was, been. Regardless, yeah. So I made two dollars and thirty five cents an hour to walk in high heels on carpet, and um, all the drinks were free. So you just had to depend on the person you were handing it to giving you a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. So like, occasionally some like a creepy dude playing like a table game would give you like 30 bucks or something, but it was mostly old people who came in on like fucking buses and just sat at the mm-hmm. slot machine and took free drinks all night long. So I never went back. And I, um, 
I didn't return my outfit. I I just didn't. I like. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. So I did that for two months, and then I also had like half a dozen assorted waitressing cocktail waitressing like bar jobs that I didn't show up for. Did anyone ever tip you in like chips? No, that's cool though. Yeah, because no. you know that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Baller move no. right there. <laughs> Nobody had anything. Riverside is so sad. Yeah. And they they drug tested me, which is really funny because I was like basically oozing weed out of my skin at that point. <laughs> and I passed, the, I passed the drug test. Wow, nice. They like, so I interviewed and they like took you back right then and were like, okay, we're going to do this. And it was a cheek swab. And so I just like sucked on it and didn't let it touch anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... I mean, it was just coming out of my pores. I had smoked like less than six hours before that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was the worst job I ever had. Riverside, uh, home place of, uh, birthplace of Captain Kirk. And home of Trekfest, which Justin and I attended one year. Yeah, we've been there together. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Uh, I feel like I've been there twice. Did we only go once? I only went once. You might've gone twice. But yeah, Allie had to write a paper or a not a paper actual article on it for the press citizen yeah and i tried to look up that article recently and it's been scrubbed from the internet i wanted to see it because she quoted both of us in the article (laughs) (laughs) you did quote your two friends (laughs) by the way have i talked on this show before about the article that was written about me in um a college newspaper that i'm not gonna name i don't recall I think you mentioned it in the group chat about the online dating thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that is a great story. You <laughs> I should must go. have missed that. So, so I went. I um went on OkCupid. I was like, I was like nineteen, and it felt like a real dry spell. It had probably been like three weeks, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to like, you know, I'm gonna date online or whatever. So I went on OkCupid and um like met this dude who went to college near where I was living and um we went on a date it was really horrible and we had been talking for like three four days before that and then he ghosted me and um I a week later one of my friends sent me an article that he had written about the date because he was doing (laughs) never been kissed shit where he like was going on the date to like go undercover to write about the experience of online dating and i was i was so fucking angry because i was like i'm 10 times hotter than you you fucking piece of shit i write this article about you like (laughs) what a terribly boring idea for an article also yeah like what was it it wasn't even a good article. Wait, yeah. And was, also... Did anything, like, even interesting happen on the date to write about? No, <laughs> not at all. It was just, like, my experience of, like, what online dating is like for a, a 20-year-old or whatever. He was ugly as fuck. He was shorter <laughs> than me, also. Whoa. And- I- oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. We're going to discriminate against the short now. <laughs> um, no, well, I... Mean- I- Shorter no, than Natalie is significant. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we stand a short king. However, I am five foot two. So <laughs> we yeah, at least fuck stand hot short guys. <laughs> Such as the host Such of the show. Yeah, the, the host of the show. <laughs> thank you. I thank only you. like short guys with like very um 
powerful uh, sideburns. Wow. <laughs> That's only been me for a few months. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and, and and Justin the rest of the time, too. But, <laughs> but this was a very, very little dude. So... I the reason I was angry about it was just like I'm too good for you by every metric. I am hotter, I am funnier, I am smarter. I don't understand why you're you were allowed to be like catfishing me. <laughs> like <laughs> fuck you. Did he describe you in the article? Um, I no, it was just like more about the experience and about what it was it was like what it was like to online date and have it just not really work and you not click with someone. I had cooked him dinner too. Jeez. Oh no. I know. Isn't that sad? You would think that like he would like interview for the actual article, like instead of <laughs> just writing it entirely one sided. Yeah. So but I guess he's not a very good the- journalist. <laughs> no. Um, he did not go on to work for a hard, hard hitting newspaper. I'm going to look him up and see what he's doing now, but, um, (laughs) you will never know because I never tell anyone the name of the person or the story. (laughs) Um, but yeah, he came over, I made him homemade pizza and a cream cheese pie and yeah, fuck this guy. (laughs) And he was from kind of far away. So he spent the night in my bed, but didn't try anything did it just slept there because he never like was intended to actually go on a date with me but he didn't want to drive back so he just slept without moving or what and i'm just like (laughs) next to him like oh my god like (laughs) just like i really want to read this (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) and the other thing is he like recorded a, a radio show that you could see video but not um height or voice of so i had like logged in to see video of him doing this but i couldn't hear his voice and he wasn't standing so it was he just looked like a normal guy whatever and then he comes over he opens his mouth and he has a voice that's higher than mine and he's shorter than me all right both of those (laughs) qualities are significant like i'm not if if there's two (laughs) things about me it's that i have a high voice and i'm very small (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to denigrate anybody, but it is remarkable <laughs> to be shorter and higher pitched than ever. <laughs> I hope he hears this. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Oh, right, shit. We, we got that. a first name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I got off track. No, that was That's fun. all right. We don't, <laughs> we don't have much of a track, I don't think, for this one. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm just kind of craving interaction yeah. with people at this point. <laughs> blowing off some steam <laughs> i've been uh i've been playing animal crossing a lot me too i can't figure out how to get to your island though because i can't figure out how to get to anyone's island yeah there's some online stuff you have to talk to the airport guy have you been there i did okay this isn't, this isn't interesting. <laughs> <laughs> guys beginner's guide to animal crossing by rock hard caucus <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a few articles lined up by our usual gang of misfits. Um, (laughs) I don't necessarily want to read all of them, but I just want to kind of give you an idea of where these guys are at currently with the public health health crisis and everything. Uh, So first up, I have an article from uh, the Gazette by our friend Adam Sullivan. 
Oh man, I told that motherfucker oh, yeah. there's no way I was going to read it. And now I'm like eating my words. Okay. Well, I, yeah, he well, retweets me all the time when I call him a moron. He's definitely a friend of the pod. <laughs> he's a friend of the pod. He, he he like his whole thing is that he can't get owned. So mm-hmm. like you can say the meanest thing in the whole world to him and he'll like it and it's awesome. He is probably I, like the smarmiest person on Twitter and that's like an accomplishment because <laughs> there are a lot of fucking smarmy nerds on Twitter. But he just his tone, the way he uses he's little like exclamation points. Just like God. every time I see an exclamation point in his tweet, it's just like the worst shit. Just him being yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah, he he just he sucks. And I try to like say meaner and meaner stuff, hoping that it'll find <laughs> that I'll finally break him. I'm like, I have to say something where he will physically be unable to like it and act like he's in on the joke. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. He he started following me because I liked one of your tweets making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope he does not listen to this because I will... don't give a fuck. He'll oh, enjoy it. You. He'll enjoy it too fuck much. You, You're right. Sullivan. That's why it's I don't want him to hear probably. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want him. <laughs> To have the satisfaction. Oh, yeah. He enjoys being talked That's about. That's true. He does, especially when he was like, reply. I was like, what is the libertarian answer to this? And he replied, check out my column on Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, I will never read that. And here I am. Okay, so you made a pledge to never read it. I never said anything like that. So I did read it. Um, <laughs> it's called... I read it too, of course. <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. (laughs) (laughs) The Gazette published this on Monday the 16th, so a week ago. Uh, When things had not quite gotten so bad, but it was looking pretty bad at that point still. Um, And the headline is, what if there were libertarians in an epidemic? What if, man? What if? (laughs) It's pretty boring. I really don't want to read it. Yeah. I did see him post... Uh, or I saw him post about how um, the fact that you can like take out alcohol like from restaurants uh, is a libertarian moment. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be this could be the libertarian moment we're waiting for. I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but <laughs> just libertarian things. Yeah, we should note that Iowa doesn't have a shelter in place order yet. Yep, that's true. Uh, for reasons that are unknown, but well, I mean, I know the reasons, but. They're bad ones. <laughs> I haven't been following super closely like the state government's response to everything. Uh, last I heard is that restaurants and bars and stuff have to be closed, but you can still take stuff out, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they closed all the like salons and- um, That's right, yeah. Yeah, and I think- yeah, I don't know. I, th- I haven't. I-, I didn't see your briefing today, but I think that was the last thing. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos and bought some shears, so I will be giving Cooper a haircut soon. I hope <laughs> everyone's excited to see that. <laughs> yeah, you guys should live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going full fucking caveman, just like let it let it grow. Why not? Yeah, I shaved. I think I've shaved once <laughs> this week. I might just not again. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I did get a haircut like right before shit started to hit. And I stupidly told the hairdresser I wasn't afraid of no coronavirus. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Adam's article, it's pretty boring. I don't want to get into it. Uh, but the the line, what's what's the line below the headline? I'm forgetting the word for that. Uh, 
what's the line below a head? Like? <laughs> I, I feel Siri? so dumb. <laughs> the, the subhead. Yeah, yeah. The subhead is. So again, he said, what if there were libertarians in an epidemic? The subhead is they might tell us to suspend certain regulations in the government health care complex. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Wow. So like what they're already doing. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> Trump already declared a state of emergency, which involves loosening of certain regulations. I mean, the whole his whole point is just like getting the libertarian answer is getting rid of more regulations. And it's like that doesn't help pay for anything. Yeah. He saw somebody post uh, there are no libertarians in an epidemic. And his response was, I prove you wrong by still being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes my broken worldview. <laughs> Yeah, libertarians are going to be really mad when that War Defense Act gets used and they start forcing companies to manufacture things for the public good. I'm looking forward to it. Like, the only argument against that is like, oh, they're already doing it. It's like, okay, sure, that that would have worked in World War II also. <laughs> All right, so I want to go to something that I find a lot more interesting. I looked up Dennis Clayson's recent articles, and let me just give you the headline of this first one which was published by The Courier on March 8th. It says, The virus. U.S. media cries wolf yet again. Oh, goodness. Yes. Crying wolf. This was right before things really blew up. (laughs) (laughs) It did not age well. (laughs) You you don't have a Joel Cardinitis lined up, do you? I don't. I looked him up. It looks like he hasn't put anything out for like a month or more. I don't think he has. I've kind of forgot about him, but I did go check on his uh twitter a couple days ago and he retweeted mike cernovich saying like (laughs) experts said there would have been already a hundred thousand people dead by now so maybe rational people should like reconsider what they're telling you it's like did anyone say there would be a hundred thousand dead by now (laughs) like i'm pretty sure nobody said that like it's not even supposed to get bad until like april right we're still in the early stages like we're just it already is bad don't take it is yeah like especially in new york city but like it's way too early to fucking say. Yeah, and we're definitely still on the incline. And w- from what I've seen, we are the number of cases is increasing at a steeper rate than it was in Italy at this point. Yeah, which is yeah, it's alarming. Not, not good. And it, Italy is like basically doing death panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Seri- seriously, can no, they're choosing people. Their- like with their old people, they're doing death panels. Yeah, they're yep. choosing if younger people are needing the, the incubator, they're gonna. Or they're I'm sorry, the it. the ICU ventilator. Unit. Ventilator, yeah, yeah. It's very fucking scary. And then like people aren't even able to see their family. Like they're dying alone. Like it's yeah, not good. I'm doing everything I possibly can to not go outside. But um, I was gonna say we're kind of lucky to be living in Iowa because I think the coasts are gonna have a lot worse experience like a lot more densely populated areas are gonna do a lot worse and also i think i feel like maybe people might take it slightly more seriously around here than i I don't know i don't have anything to base that on but yeah i don't know about that they are in florida at least yeah like we don't (laughs) we don't have beaches (laughs) we don't have uh that's true but i wouldn't blame the native floridians for that I think it's mostly people traveling there for spring break that were the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know New, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana is getting hit pretty bad, and part of it's because of Mardi Gras. Right. Ugh. 
so Clayson, he put out the thing about the media crying wolf on March 8th. And then uh, he put out something new just yesterday. And this one is called Americans Tolerating Strict Rules, which okay. is incredibly vague. <laughs> so this one I actually do want to read to you because it's, uh, like I said, a lot bad? more interesting. Yeah, bad, but also <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> Here are the words of Dennis. A health expert last week stated that everyone is afraid to err, but no action would be worse than making a mistake in a pandemic. Fear, however, of making decisions seems to be more prevalent in the U.S. than it once was. We can see this in many ways. What is any of this? Is he the one? He's like the vague platitudes guy, kind of, because he did the Confederate one that we were like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the one who says he writes a lot of things that don't have any apparent meaning in general (laughs) (laughs) he's the guy who uh, was mad about women not fixing the copier in the office right yes that was that (laughs) That was my favorite (laughs) so far this is like sophomore and high school essay level writing we can see this in many ways (laughs) Okay, okay. Tell what you're going to tell us, and yeah. then tell us, and then tell yep. us what you told us. <laughs> Sol- solid intro. Good job. <laughs> nice job. Some have suggested that our response to the coronavirus outbreak has been overly dramatic and will cause more damage in totality than would a more restrained response. There are so many unknowns with this virus, and data sources are not always trustworthy. For example, data out of China are interesting. Shanghai has a population of more than 24 million and has reported only three deaths from the virus. The center of the outbreak was Hubei province, where the virus killed more than 3,000 people out of a population of more than 58 million, which accounted for over 96% of all deaths in China. Uh, I'll stop here and say that I haven't cross-referenced the numbers he's reporting here. Do you guys know if this is accurate at all? It is, but I don't know know where he's going to go with this because the reason that, like, it didn't spread in China as far, like, they fucked it up from the beginning. They uh, locked everything down. Yeah, like, they took way more draconian measures than we ever would, and it worked. (laughs) So, like, also, there's, like, a million articles from, like, January, February where people are, like, like, 35 million people are in quarantine in China. Like, this isn't good. Like, about, like, you know, civil liberties and shit. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah it's not great but like i don't know like there's a fucking trade-off it's not <laughs> it's not just a simply a, a personal liberty like issue yeah so is is that what he's referring to when he says some have suggested that our response is overly dramatic and will cause more damage than a restrained response would have is he talking about in terms i don't know of I, I don't know where he's or? going yeah I don't know. All right, well, let's let's see how he develops this. Thesis. I mean, I assume it's like the same as like the Trump thing. Like, oh, we're gonna restart the, uh, we're gonna stop the quarantines in a week because <laughs> the stock market's going down. God, yeah, I guess he's probably talking about the economic impact that this is gonna have. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Right. But it's going to happen either way. <laughs> at this point, okay. Anyway, here's what he has to say. If the Chinese are to be believed, they either contained their outbreak of the virus or they are suggesting that it can be maintained without draconian methods. Um, what? What? I don't... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you recall, 
we read a Clayson article for our Christmas episode, and there was weird stuff about China in that too. So Den- Dennis has <laughs> oh, some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. I that. strange association oh, about the with the where he guy. used one yeah. guy that he talked <laughs> yeah. to who just happened to agree with him on everything, <laughs> but he was from China, so it meant something. Right. Dutch social psychologist Gert Hofsted attempted to identify differences in cultures. One important difference was uncertainty avoidance, or a society's tolerance for ambiguity. Cultures that score high on this measure typically have strict codes of behavior and lots of laws and guidelines. The U.S. was traditionally rather low on this measure, but that has changed dramatically. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) First, our culture has become overly bureaucratic. Organizations now spend more time creating procedural rules and guidelines than actually doing something. <laughs> Citation needed? Uh, yeah. Pretty sure we've gone on a like deregulating spree for the last like 40 years. <laughs> yes. This is just great word choice as well. Organizations now spend more time creating procedural rules and guidelines than actually doing something. Got it. Very specific. Uh, a well-crafted <laughs> sentence here. Everything is specified in advance, and no decision can be made without first consulting with H.R. 456-43A. Procedure seems to have become more important than outcome. Second, for all practical purposes, we allow anyone to be sued by anyone for almost any reason. Okay, okay, that's fine, Um... though, because they can lose. (laughs) Like, just because you can do it doesn't mean that anything's going to come of it. Also, aren't usually, like... I guess he isn't specifically a libertarian, but these are the people who always talk about, like, tort reform. Tort reform, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they're like, we want to sue doctors. He's definitely a conservative. I don't know how else he identifies, but he has self-identified as conservative more than once in the pieces that I've read. Uh, Yeah, so we we allow anyone anyone to be sued by anyone for almost any reason. A popular hill for sledding in the winter must be fenced and put off limits because someone might be hurt and the owner will surely be sued. Oh my god, he has such specific <laughs> grievances. Christ. Like, just very specific things related to the copier and the hill behind his house. <laughs> yeah. As we all know, children no longer sled. <laughs> water buckets come with warning labels that a person should not put their head into the bucket when it is filled with water. Oh my fucking god. This guy is amazing. This is like the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's incredible. Is this actually true? I don't know if I've ever read a <laughs> warning label on a bucket. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think so. But plenty of stuff is, but like who cares? Why do you care? Like <laughs> third Rigid adherence to ideologically correct norms. That's an incomplete sentence. Foul. Throwing the flag. <laughs> like, where is he getting this from? Like, people have never had more, like, divergent <laughs> opinions. I mean, I, there is obviously, you know, like, you know, the conservative thing and then liberals and then the left or whatever. But, like, there's people within those sort of subgroups are very like idiosyncratic and have all sort of conflicting contrasting views about things we're we're post-norm america baby yeah like <laughs> the president sits on the shitter all day and fires off tweets. <laughs> i mean especially if you talk to somebody who does not talk and think about politics frequently if you just mm-hmm. like yes. approach a stranger like if you're canvassing 
and you talk to somebody about their political beliefs, it is incomprehensible how people <laughs> come to these different <laughs> conclusions. Mm-hmm. Just ideology-free, like... Yeah, a lot of the rigidly ideological conservatives sound pretty fucking left sometimes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. So he's, he's uh, talking about rigid adherence to ideologically correct norms. This is one of Hofstede's prime tests for uncertainty avoidance. A person must not say the wrong thing and must avoid any behavior that correct groups disapprove of. In such a risk-averse society, if someone must decide to allow an action that could possibly transmit an unknown disease, they are going to ban the action and hope that the consequences aren't worse than the disease. Fucking telling me America is a risk-adverse society. (laughs) (laughs) Our entire financial system is based on gambling. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's so insane. Like, would you describe when you write down what the fuck the stock market is on a piece of paper? (laughs) (laughs) It's gambling. The entire country is based on gambling. Yeah, and this is uh, what we invest our ability to retire in. It's how we buy housing. Like, (laughs) we're all tied up in this thing that's just gambling. And I mean, Ned Flanders would tell you that health insurance and housing insurance are also forms of gambling. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah. At the same time, the culture will have little tolerance for ambiguity. People will welcome rule-bound dictates. What the fuck? People will welcome rule-bound dictates and being told exactly what they can and cannot do. Hell yeah, love to write. Yeah, we're... So That's he's great. drawing a line between like political correctness and like people like bowing to authoritarianism, like, <laughs> and and then people following CDC guidelines. <laughs> Those are all the same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Such a society will drift towards strong leadership. In the U.S., every time we have had a national level emergency the average citizen has emerged with less individual freedoms and a wider tolerance for more dictatorial government. Hopefully, we will emerge from this crisis differently. Is that it? That's the end, yeah. What is, yeah, that's that's just bad. <laughs> it's hard to really... I mean, is he applying that to 9-11? Because I doubt he is. Yeah. But that's the time it was actually fucking true. He might be, to be fair. But, uh... I mean, he doesn't include any, like, concrete examples of really anything he's referring to here other than the sledding in the bucket. (laughs) The the least important part. (laughs) Solid examples. (laughs) I'm just imagining him having bought a bucket at Home Depot and just getting infuriated by the sticker. Also, I mean, the Great Depression led to the Green or the New Deal, not the Green New Deal. That would be good too, but like, I wish we'd been that far. It was a massive expansion of people's like rights. I guess they don't think of them that way, though. It's actually those are positive rights. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, the Economic Bill of Rights that doesn't count. That doesn't count as progress. (laughs) Even if it allows for more freedom, like I just the whole idea of freedom is so perverse. I'm reading this sentence again to try to make sense of it. People will welcome rule-bound dictates and being told exactly what they can and cannot do. Do you feel like people are welcoming that at this point, where we're at right now? Being told what they can and cannot do? Uh, No, I don't <laughs> think... I mean, that's kind of my concern, is that 
like Western. Americans, well, and just yeah. same with like Italy. I mean, China took way more aggressive steps than Italy. Italy acted more like, well, I mean, just us Westerners have such an idea of like, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want it. Like, doesn't matter. I don't have to think about the consequences. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's cultural, I think. I think he got, he has the exact opposite read on the culture that I have, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm coming at it from exactly the opposite direction as well. That the fetishization of like individualism, at least in the US, is part of what's going to make this pandemic worse. <laughs> yeah, like I'm following yes. the rules because like it's the right thing to do and I understand the consequences if I don't. Like I'm being an informed citizen. I don't like love to just bow to authority or whatever. It's like I don't want people to die. Yeah. And certain people would rank those opposite. They would <laughs> Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care if people die. I'm gonna do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you tell me I can't go to the Bob Evans? <laughs> that one spring breaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have now two letters to the editor to Little Village. Now, in the past, we have vetoed talking about letters to the editor on the show because usually they're not um, deserving targets, you know, but. This time, I feel like the subject matter is important enough, and the uh, the back and forth between these two letters, I think, is... Um, it makes me laugh to read these back-to-back, so I think it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I worth putting I love on the show. that. Someone's written a response to my letter to the editor before. I wrote a lot of those for a while. <laughs> People have written, like, someone wrote in angrily against me. <laughs> oh, we should look into those. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so these are actually a response? Like, one's a response to the other one? Or is it just a weird contrast? One is a direct response oh, to the okay. other. Oh, cool. okay. And the first one, the first one is good. They, the headline is, An Open Letter to Iowa City Landlords. Waive April Rent and Postpone Evictions. Hell yeah. Okay. And this was written by Riley Wilson. Uh, this is somebody I met a few months ago at the Bernie Field Office in Iowa City. This is a cool person. Um, I saw them at the anti-war rally, too, when we were afraid that we were going to war with Iran. Oh, how times change. <laughs> I know. Our concerns have... Uh, shifted a bit since then. Yeah, I mean, we still basically are um, doing war in Iran right now. God, that's true too, yeah. Economic sanctions, killing people. We might as well be at war. Yeah. It's fucked up. All right, so Riley writes, In the face of the COVID-19 outbreak, many Iowa City workplaces have made the decision to decrease their operating hours or temporarily close to compensate for a lack of business leaving a considerable number of Iowa City's hourly workers without secure income and in precarious financial situations. It is inevitable that in this vulnerable financial situation, many of your tenants will find themselves unable to pay April's rent. It is also likely that many of your older tenants were forced to avoid work and take extra precautions to keep themselves safe and thus are at extreme risk. Unemployment assistance measures, social security, and other government transfer payments aren't intended to cover the cost of rent and are going to be insufficient to cover the cost of rent, as well as provide groceries and necessary medicine. 
if you choose not to waive April's rent and instead attempt to evict every tenant who does not meet their rent payment, you risk taking secure housing away from a considerable number of Iowa City residents during an already dangerous public health situation. The mental and financial strain already endured by your tenants would not be able to endure homelessness and court costs associated with eviction. Do the right thing. Announce a moratorium on evictions during the outbreak, waive April's rent for all your tenants, and promise your tenants that you will not prevent us from receiving our security deposits at the end of our lease to compensate for April's waived rent. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah, definitely. I like you could ask for more than that, and this seems to be, you know, yeah, may- maybe not the bare minimum, but still, there's room to demand even more than this. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And like the thing is, is like these landlords are not going to be getting rent checks from people like anyway. I mean, some of them maybe, but like they're already going to be like taking a hit on that, and it's like. Yeah, it's unavoidable. Just do the fucking right thing. Yeah, if you evict someone, you still have to clean and then market the apartment. You're going to be out a couple yeah. months anyway. You're gonna so you might as well just wait. You're gonna evict and someone, stay. and then like three or four months later, when this or whoever knows when this shit blows over, you're gonna have a bunch of people who don't have any money to buy your fucking apartment. Like, yeah, who's gonna move in after this? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're gonna be shacking up with family members. <laughs> like, yeah. You're clearly not getting any of this rent income for a few months anyway. Okay, and then there was a response to this letter. And this is by Bronson Harmon. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Bronson Harmon. Bronson. Bronson Harmon. And, okay, here's the headline. Landlords can't afford to waive rent. Why? Well, let's see why. I just read this open letter, and then there's a link to Riley's letter, and I don't think people understand the consequences of what is actually happening. If I were to waive April's rent for my tenants, I wouldn't be able to pay the mortgage on the property, and the bank would seize it, leaving us all homeless with a huge debt that couldn't be paid. Why don't you get a job, then? (laughs) I am a landlord and struggle... I am a landlord and struggle every month to pay my bills while tenants destroy my property with no accountability (laughs) because the universe revolves around them. (laughs) Landlords get crapped on by everyone, and it's very disturbing when I see articles like this. I work hard to make it just like everyone else. Doing what? (laughs) Exactly. Maybe write an open letter to the banks asking them to waive April's mortgage payment for landlords. But then they would suffer. Hell yeah, we're just getting started. (laughs) But then they would suffer. You see, it keeps going. The open letter is destructive and is no way a solution, but a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Be objective and see all sides of the equation. I think, like, (laughs) if your only source of income is a rental, like, you should be, yeah, get a job. (laughs) Like... Sorry, not my like, problem. That's D- download Uber. You all told us to download Uber. You do it. <laughs> like, don't either. Like, just be happy with your fucking like your rental income, or like don't com- don't tell us that you're like working super fucking hard. Like, you're you're not. We know you're not. <laughs> like, it's it's insane. I just love that. I, this is such a short letter, and even with like the limited number of words that he allotted himself he still had to fit in how much he hates his tenants (laughs) (laughs) 
like you clearly hate renting these properties to people. So why else you would you be like doing this. it? You do not like this. Why are you doing it? Yeah, you're trying yeah. to say here that the people you have living in your property destroy it and have no regard for like <laughs> you or <laughs> or what you're doing. Aren't they technically destroying the bank's property? <laughs> yeah, it's your story. <laughs> and that and you're saying that you struggle every month to pay the bills. So you don't enjoy doing this and you're not making any money at it. Okay, so what's like what are you doing? Yeah, how do you not you make this? money renting? Like it's it's fucking free money, dude. How do you like you're making it seem like you had no choice in the matter and you just stumbled into owning a bunch of property <laughs> that you rent to people. You have to like intend to do this, right? People don't just accidentally become landlords. What an asshole. Yeah, that's fucking fuck that guy. Bronson Harmon. We denounce you. Get a job, Bronson Harmon. Have you tried? Have you tried getting less coffee, Bronson? Don't get your <laughs> nails done as much. <laughs> Stop that daily latte, Bronson. <laughs> Things will turn around. I read you saying here that you're having trouble paying your mortgage, but I see you stopping at Starbucks every day too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see, Bronson, that you're doing some of the things that make life worth living, and if you just cut those out. Uh, I see you went out to Red Lobster last week. Uh, <laughs> I, see you went, I see you went to the Bob Evans, Bronson. Uh, <laughs> where even is Bob Evans? Those are Canadian, I right? don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying it because that one governor yeah, did. Yeah. But that was uh, the the West, West Virginia, Virginia guy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Tim Hortons when I say Canadian. Tim Hortons, oh, Bob yeah. Evans. Bob Evans has to be like a Cracker Barrel or a Country Kitchen or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I, I don't even it, know what it is. I, yeah, I think it's like a like Cracker Barrel. I don't know. I don't know what... I assume like the margins on renting is pretty fucking high <laughs> because like... Yeah, why else would you do Like that? how much is your mortgage bill, honestly? Like you're charging $800 a month per person... Your mortgage right. is eight hundred. Right, your mortgage can't be your, that your much mortgage. More than that. Yeah, no. you could probably get by with having like, like three quarters of the building empty, yeah. and still make mortgage payments, and yeah, live the rest of your life with your normal income from your normal job. Get a get fucking a fucking job, job. <laughs> fucking slacker, <laughs> freeloader, <laughs> parasite. <laughs> okay, I have one more article which I saved for the end because it's. Even crazier than Dennis Clayson's article. Uh, so this was published by the Press Citizen. This is from March 10th. So again, it's before things got super bad, but it was clear that this was going to be an issue, obviously. Uh, this is by Jay Honahan. We've never read this guy on the show, but I have read a few of his past columns. Um, and I never have brought him to the show because it's usually... It comes across as like just a weird old man rambling and it feels kind of mean to read his articles on the show. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like this one, I don't know, the situation warrants it, I think. All right. The headline is, we got problems and coronavirus is just one of them. (laughs) True. (laughs) Facts. That's true. All right. I, I have to give a little context here and say that what I'm about to read, all of his articles seem to start similarly to this. The boys were at the usual booth. I sat down. Sam started things. 
Jay, what's the good word? Guys, I am thinking there is no good word in this country. What do you mean, Jay? Asked Red. Been hearing the news on TV, Red, about this coronavirus. It is <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it's a conversational thing. Like a group of a group of guys, they're all talking at the diner. That's like the conceit okay. for his his series of columns. And he made up all these dudes. I don't know if these are like real people he actually talks to, and that's where the articles come from, or if it's just like something something to Dude, frame his red work. jay these are normal dudes just having <laughs> <laughs> don't forget Sam. talking about real shit don't, don't forget squee <laughs> <laughs> okay been hearing the news on tv red about this coronavirus it is really a problem in this country and worldwide people are dying by the hundreds every day and it looks like it is going to last for a long haul Ike piped in. I heard that one of the real problems is the head of China and some of his bureaucrats kept the thing under wraps and arrested doctors for spreading so-called rumors about the disease, and it got a real head start because of that. Uh, I am going to go out on a limb and say that's fabricated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I don't know. There's some truth behind it. I mean, they did try to censor a doctor who later died of covid like they did bungle the response initially, but like that's not okay. why it's spreading here. Right, right. Right, Ike. And now the world's stuck with a real serious problem. But we have to keep calm and be smart. We can't run around like chickens with our heads cut off. That will only make things worse. But Jay, aren't you afraid of this damned virus? Me afraid of a deadly virus that kills people. Perish the thought. <laughs> Is that that's the actual quote? <laughs> yes, that's what it says. <laughs> okay. What do you suggest, smart guy? Asked Sam. First, we use our brains. We don't panic. We do the simple things. Wash hands, cover our mouths when we sneeze. Don't put your hands on your face after coughing. Stay away from big crowds if you can. Drink lots of liquids. If you are sick, stay home and take it easy. Wear masks when you have a cough, and above all, don't start hoarding. Hoarding is what's worrying me right now. A Des Moines hospital has even experienced people stealing face masks. But Jay, said Sam, you're saying what us grunts can do, but will that stop the virus? No, Sam, but we have to give the government time to produce tests to determine if you have the virus and antidotes to cure it. It will take time. Time was lost when the Chinese hid the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's the Chinese's fault. It's the Chinese government's fault. uh, It seems... It doesn't seem like he's laying the blame entirely with them, but... (laughs) I mean, we had months to prepare for this, and we're all fucking stupid for not seeing it. Like, props to our friend Alan for actually being smart about this and, like, taking it seriously when it wasn't a big story. Yeah, man, like, how um, they were briefed in, like, January, all the senators that sold all their stocks. Mm -hmm. Like, we've known Mm -hmm. about this for a long time. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't know Alan it did. Nice job, Alan. Yeah, like, we should have known, like, way before. Like, it should have been a public health thing, like, in February. To be fair, Alan's response was uh, stockpiling ammunition. (laughs) <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but half joking. <laughs> Allie thought he was crazy for going and trying to buy supplies. <laughs> yeah. Like three weeks ago. I bought a bunch of Jim Baker's. Um... <laughs> you bought the buckets? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, I assume you're joking, but are you? Yeah, of course okay. I am. <laughs> I just wanted the opportunity to be there if you actually did buy that. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. Would I ever buy one if they were cheap, but they're $5,000? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't know they were that steep. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's like way overpriced for what it is. <laughs> of course, yeah. Of course it is, though. <laughs> yeah. You know I love that shit. I watch all the Christian movies, dude. Dude, Jim. <laughs> I watch. I watch pure flicks. <laughs> you watch like, what? Pure flicks. Oh, pure it's... flicks. Is that Christian Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Have you seen the uh, Vic Berger edits of Jim Backer? Yeah, those are great. It's really funny. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> All right, so uh, time was lost when the Chinese hid the problem. And even the Republicans and the Democrats have recognized this. When is the last time there was a 98 to 1 vote in the U.S. Senate? Uh, interjecting here, I believe the R- Russia sanctions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, that's not uncommon for it to, like... <laughs> that's true. There's yeah. also, like, procedural bullshit that gets that kind of vote all the time. Yep. Vice President Pence has been charged with the task of working on this. He is trying to do a good job relying on the experts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is too bad that the Twitter king, El Jefe, has to keep shouting off his oversized mouth when he doesn't know what he is talking about. (laughs) So I guess Jay is kind of like a drumpf guy a little bit. (laughs) Did you see, um, oh my gosh, Ivanka Trump's, it's the father-in-law of uh, Jerry Kushner's brother what, is an ER doctor who, <laughs> like, posted it in a Facebook group. Does anyone have any ideas for how we could deal with this? <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they asked him for guidance, and then there was, like, a, a group, Facebook group that was full of, like, boomer ER guys that was, like, badass yeah. motherfucking ER doctors or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was called badass. ER doctor. <laughs> they all have algorithmically generated t-shirts. <laughs> do do people call Trump El Jefe? Is that I was like wondering common... about that. Like what is what that? does that even How is it spelled? What does that mean? L so E L and then J E F F E. I know I've heard that before. El Jefe. I don't know the source, but Oh, it's the it's boss. It's a Mexican restaurant. It, it means the boss, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not a Spanish speaker, <laughs> so. Um, okay. And the Black Widow and the Senate's new demagogue, Schumer, have got to quit playing politics. <laughs> Wait, is the Black Widow Nancy Pelosi? I'm assuming it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> However, knowing them, I doubt it. They hate Trump so bad they have lost it. Schumer has even threatened the Supreme Court. If only. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but Jay, he said it was elections he was talking about, Red stated. When he was ranting, Red, did he name Trump, Pence, any Republican senator or representative? No, he named Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. He was aiming at them and the court. I, I don't even know what they're talking about here. Did Schumer say something about the Supreme Court recently? I don't 
No. <laughs> I have no idea what. I don't. I basically stopped paying attention to any of it. I'm like, fuck you guys. When are you sending me a check? Oh, you're not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So I remember he was, he apparently, I think it was about abortion. I don't think it was anything related to the fucking coronavirus oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You will pay the price for overturning Roe. Yeah. It was like mm. something completely unrelated, but also like, one of the only good things that Chuck Schumer has done in the past like year or however long his entire career has been. Oh, Schumer walks back, SCOTUS. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, but it's Schumer, so you know it's an empty threat. And then, yeah, there you yeah. go. He took it back anyway. <laughs> Trump has got to Pelosi and Schumer. They are now acting just like Trump and making fools of themselves too. That is the problem that the ultra-right and the ultra-left have visited on this country. Imagine thinking Nancy Pelosi is ultra-left. The (laughs) ultra-left. We so wish. I don't know if he's saying that they are the ultra-left or that the ultra-partisans have, like, affected them and influenced them to be further divisive. I don't fucking know. I'm trying to, like, analyze and interpret a very- Something that doesn't. Very weird article. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi doesn't give a fuck what the left thinks. <laughs> no, she said that publicly, like repeatedly. <laughs> both sides hate each other, and sadly, name calling by both sides is the order of the day. God help us if the country can survive. Like the governor of New York sitting on his behind, shouting like a cuckoo clock that the CDC isn't doing enough, when he has done little except complain. <laughs> It was time for the check. The guys ran out like I had the coronavirus, and Charlie handed me the tab. <laughs> is that the end? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so his friends dined and dashed. His friends are cool. <laughs> right. this- <laughs> he should just leave, too. Just leave, too. <laughs> I- I'm imagining he's going on and on about Chuck Schumer and cuckoo clocks and the CDC, and his friends all just, like, walk out one by one (laughs) while he's ranting. (laughs) What was the point of that? (laughs) Yeah, again, like, it's just, uh, you know, imagine a group of old men who hang out at the diner and talk about politics, but none of them actually have a point or any sort of overlying ideology, and and then they all just leave. That seems to be Jay's thing. Jay Hanahan. This is this is what uh, gets published in the Press Citizen these days. Man, bring back fucking Joe. <laughs> <laughs> bring back Dobry. <laughs> He's at least entertaining. Oh, by the way, I saw that Iowa City is no longer um, enforcing parking um, ticket or like parking That's ramp. That's right. Uh, oh, congratulations, <laughs> Joseph. That's right. I tweeted about it on the show account. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Oh, that's where we found out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I immediately thought of him. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, I, I feel like just listening to me read that article, you don't get the full effect. So if if you want to, just take a look at Jay Hanahan's articles on The Press Citizen. You can see like the occasional misspellings, uh, missing punctuation. It's really weird. Like... <laughs> I, I don't know why this guy has a regular column in a newspaper. Colon. <laughs> the, the local newspaper story. <laughs> the Rock Hard Caucus experience. 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna say earlier about uh, Natalie, your your date. Like, how did he like not make it as a journalist? <laughs> he must have been really bad. <laughs> this sounds like prime content. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, he would have so been lucky. Those are all the articles that I have lined up for us to read. I think next time we should find Natalie's old letters to the editor and all of the responses. <laughs> <laughs> And read all of those. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> I was like, for a teeny bit there, I was really trying. But then I stopped and I gave in to the darkness. Yeah, this is when you believed that things mattered. Yeah. Yes. They don't. No, they don't. I don't. And that's when my, like, when I lived in Cedar Rapids, the Gazette will publish whatever. <laughs> so, like, yeah. They're not nearly like as they're not as terrible as the register. Oh, so, like, the Gazette is yeah miles better than the register, just because they're not <laughs> so, owned by Gannett. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Yeah. They occasionally post good op eds. Yeah, they have like they have that uh, Lens woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who does I can't good ones. Her last Liz name. Lens. Yeah, I sent her fan mail and she didn't respond, and so now she's dead to me. Damn. <laughs> All right, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? Put some goddamn money into people's hands. Yeah, obviously. Give us the checks, you bastards. I don't... Yeah, like, I I could use that check. Like, I my income isn't affected. But, like, just fucking tax it back from me. Like, I, that's the thing that's so irritating is, like, mm-hmm. this squabbling over the money and, like, wanting to means test it is it's just, like, adding more red tape and delaying... It from the people who actually need it. Yes. Just fucking take it back in tax season. It's fine. I don't give a fuck. But Just like, deal with it later. It needs fucking to happen. Give people money now. so they can eat and be housed. Yeah, this is the biggest emergency of our lifetimes, and people are fucking around, twiddling their thumbs instead of just giving us money. <laughs> give money now. Wait, I have a final thing. Do you think that um, the Joe Biden video today was a deep fake or not? <laughs> I didn't see it or read anything or anything about it, really. I don't think it was a deep fake because it was still totally bungled, you know? Like, if they had... It was still incoherent, yeah. yeah. And if... he was waving his hands for someone to bring him a piece of paper, like, yeah, like he his, forgot what he was doing. His teleprompter went out or something, and he's, like, sig- yeah. signaling <laughs> to the crew, like, save me, save me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> was he on, is he on a green screen? In oh it? yeah, it's definitely a green screen. You can tell like when he like moves a little bit in front of it, like it doesn't look right. And the proportions mm. are off. Like he's too small compared to the bookshelves that are behind him. Is he trying to make it look like he has a normal house or like what's the purpose <laughs> of that? It's more more presidential. What was wrong with just the the podium and the curtains that he was <laughs> <laughs> I want him to put a beach scene in the background or something. <laughs> like, what is the most amazing green screen you could have? Yeah, it's it's pathetic. What a what an awful campaign. He he didn't make a public address for what six days? Yes, six days. Yeah, the last anyone saw was t- the debate last Tuesday. <laughs> oh my god, that was a week ago. That's fucking yeah, insane. Yeah. When. The one where he just stared at the camera for like a minute when it was over. Yeah. And then it had to be escorted. 
<laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like, Bernie can do, so like, funny, just dozens whatever. and dozens of live streams without a hitch. But then fucking Joe Biden can't pull off, like, a seven-minute live stream without, like, completely imploding. I live stream people all the time that I don't mean to be live streaming. <laughs> it's really easy to live stream. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying during the Biden drought that we had over the past week (laughs) their excuse for it was like yeah we're trying to figure out how to how to stream and it's like jesus christ you can do it already done it like he literally (laughs) he's literally broadcast from his house before yeah right before that the tuesday thing was a live stream from his house yeah and like the tech wasn't the issue with that one (laughs) it's so easy to stream to live stream like on facebook you just click twice and you are streaming you can do it by accident yes i have done it by accident many times it's not hard (laughs) (laughs) joe just pick up a phone and show us you're alive stream (laughs) man even though i despise the democrats and i despise joe biden i i do want him to just like step away before the fucking convention and just like i mean they're not going to give it to bernie but like fuck it just give it to someone other than joe biden for god's sake I don't know if that's the uh <laughs> who the like It doesn't the, fucking the, matter really, but like It doesn't fucking matter. It's and just I embarrassing. Do... <laughs> it's like secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. It's like I don't care. And like I don't care you like would whoever never let that happen. Whoever they give it to would be just as bad as Joe Biden, but like I just it's secondhand embarrassment. Don't humiliate yourselves any further, you fucking Democrats. Like you've you've already done enough. Everyone can see Yeah, it. like Please, like, I would never do this to my parents or like, it's just like what, like the terrible people he has around him, like doing elder abuse, like it it makes me, it doesn't make me sad because he fucking sucks, but it would make me sad. I don't, he doesn't know where he is. It just sucks yeah. to do. There's no reason for the Joe Biden campaign. Like there's no, <laughs> there's nothing behind it other than I guess just like the, conservative thing of like we want to go back to obama and just pretend that trump never happened and that everything is normal all of our institutions are functioning perfectly it's fucking it's pure fantasy on the same level as what trump supporters think like make america great again it's the same goddamn thing that is really the only thing they can appeal to with the biden campaign yeah so it's like definition of conservatism exactly the definition of conservatism he's not offering anything it's just I'm the good guy. Let's go be the good guys again. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to choose between someone who wants to go back like, you know, like five decades, six decades, however many decades versus like someone who wants to go back just one. <laughs> yeah. So that's the choice we have presented to us. What a great choice we have. Yeah. I mean, vote for him if you must, if you feel like you have to. I'm not going to like hate on anyone's personal preference for what they're doing, but like, don't pretend that you're not contributing to a right-wing political project. Like, don't mm-hmm. act like you're doing anyone a fucking favor. That's the most irritating shit. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to feel like you have to from listening to us because I am not going to vote for Joe Biden. I'm not voting for yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, I am not going <laughs> to vote for Joe Biden. It's a personal, like, this is a complicated moral question as to what you do. But, like, and so I'm not going to, like, hate someone who decides yeah. to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from my nobody is voting for Joe. From Biden, my though. perspective, the future doesn't look any more or less bleak. Like the long term future, whether Trump or Biden, right? Like, 
yeah, maybe you could make a case for the next four years, but like long term, it it doesn't fucking matter. It's that it's like sets back the project of the left even more, right? Because it'll be four years, and then it'll be President Tom Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is going to change until we have like an active left movement to actually. And I, I, I just it bothers me so much. Like the Democrats have never had a better opportunity to be pressured from the left and to give concessions to the left and like the exact opposite has happened so it's like they need to be fucking broken before anything of this anything changes so like fuck you we have to destroy the party we have to we have to crush it and then take over where its spot was like we have to fill the vacuum in its place liberalism will always pave the way for fascism yeah read a book you can yeah (laughs) you can see it happening repeatedly um I just want to say I want to be totally open and honest with you guys. For the past several years, I have been confusing and conflating Tom Cotton and Trey Gowdy. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cotton's the effective. Uh, he's like if Trump was smart and even more fascist. Mm-hmm. I was just I was going to say that. America is not ready to elect a president with such a weird head shape. And then I realized hey, <laughs> that's Trey Gowdy. It's not Tom Cotton. <laughs> We're not ready for our first weird headed president. <laughs> Tom Cotton's just like we <laughs> fairly normal looking. <laughs> yes. God, and that we whole weren't thing. ready for our first dork president, so that's why we couldn't elect Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and now we're and we're also not ready for our first weird headed president. <laughs> Uh, this is this shit is just so frustrating with the Democrats still fucking sitting on their feet, sitting on their hands, whatever. Sitting on both. They're sitting, cross-legged they're, and they're... Yeah. <laughs> they're sitting Indian style. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, if, if there was ever a time to make a fucking bold, big swing, then, like, it's now. And, like, they're, they're wasting an opportunity as they've wasted every fucking opportunity that they've been ever given... And they're getting I mean, a lot of opportunities. The year 2009. <laughs> like, Literally every it's year. It's what they're best at. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're, we have to destroy it. I remember last year on this podcast giving like this like impassioned case for us how we're going to take over the Democratic Party. And it can't be. We just have to crush it. We have to destroy it in every way that we know how. Um, and that's why you shouldn't vote for Joe Biden, because that is a way of voting against the Democratic Party. And then we'll take its place. Hopefully. Shit. I mean, I know a lot of people who would be happy to vote for an actual leftist candidate. <laughs> yeah. Lots of quote unquote conservatives. It's they're They're so afraid of like being perceived as unreasonable that they will do the absolute most least reasonable thing. Which is like squabble over the fucking pay- payments and like yes. it, it just it's it's so fucking self defeating and it's the exact same fucking thing that they've been doing for their entire last forty years or however long. Right, they fetishize austerity as a sign that you're a serious leader who's willing mm-hmm. to tell yeah. the hard truth. Completely <laughs> internalized that narrative. Yes, yes, because even now they're doing it. In, yes, like this is this is more than any other moment. Like this is the time to abandon that. And it's obvious to everybody that that's not the solution to what we're facing right now. And well, still, they need those donors. <laughs> that's what the donors want. But the donors aren't going to matter yeah. when the economy <laughs> is completely fucking 
gone. Like, <laughs> we're cratering right now. It's crazy. Yeah, unprecedented. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I hope that something breaks in the next week or two. I know they didn't pass the vote today, and they are trying to get... like, But they're not even squabbling over like the payments at this point. I think the reason that they voted it down was like... Just the fact that it was like a huge slush fund. There's like a huge portion of the bill that was like designated to businesses, but like no terms were given for like how businesses would be able to get the money or, but but basically they're not even talking about like the payment part of it. Like that's not the main issue. Okay. Just pass that then. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Like just fucking pat, just send the checks. I like not that hard. Give money now. Right. It's easy. (laughs) (laughs) You take money and you give it to us. (laughs) Okay, I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap up. Just like you listeners should give us money on our (laughs) Patreon. (laughs) Um, I think I said this last time. Please don't. uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to listen to our premium content and you understandably do not have money to give, or for any reason, you just want to listen to this stuff, you don't want to pay us, or you can't pay us, just hit us up. We can send you the files for free. This is not really the time for us to be demanding money from you. It's time to demand money from the government. Ah, fine. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But if you just happen to be sitting on a pile of cash, we wouldn't say no. So feel free. Uh, Thanks for listening. Again, uh, we don't really know what the next week is going to look like. We don't know what the next month is going to look like. We don't know how long this is going to last. Things are weird right now. Feel free to reach out to us if you want to talk. Me especially, I'm not working right now, as you <laughs> know. So I've I've got plenty of time if you just want to chat. Yeah. Hit me up whenever. We'll let you into our Discord channel. We could do that. We could we could set up like a guest Discord room in here. That's a pretty yeah. good idea. Yeah, maybe. Hit us up if you're interested in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, see you next time. Thanks again. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.